everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 68, which goes from feels like I'm caught in the middle on through some smoochin'. It's like right up to some smoochin'. Right. There is not actually lip-to-lip contact until the beginning of the next minute, I think. It's an angle where I can't tell if they are about to kiss or if they have just barely made contact. Right. But regardless, so each of us has a single note for this minute. Right. You read yours first. Wow, she learned this song without looking at it just super fast, huh? And mine is, she finishes singing and thanks him and then they kiss. Oh, good. (laughs) All right. So social media. (laughs) Social media. It doesn't surprise me that she knows the words. Right. Because she wrote them. But she hasn't been saying the words. Right. She's been nanaying. Right. And it seems like she caught on to his melody really quickly without actually, she's not looking. It doesn't look to me like she's looking at the sheet music. Right. At all. It looks like she's like staring off at a random point in space. Yeah. It does feel like Ben ripped that page out of her notebook for absolutely no reason. Yes, and also put his sheet music there for absolutely no reason, except, I guess, for himself, because she sure isn't looking at it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, she picks up the melody. Right. Almost like she already knows this song. (laughs) (laughs) Like, perhaps she's sung it before, or maybe, I don't know, recorded it previously? Can you think of another movie where a song that already was recorded is, like... Like, by that artist, not like a cover or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, is created in the movie as part of the plot of the movie. I can't think of that many movies with musical performances that aren't just cover, like, Pitch Perfect, where it's just covers of songs that already exist. I mean, I guess, the is the Cups song, that didn't come out until the Pitch Perfect soundtrack came out, right? Uh... Correct, but that was an that was an already existing song too. Oh, it was. It was, it, yeah. It. Oh, I'd never. Weirdly, heard it's before. a it's like a nineteen. There's no reason you should know that it exists. <laughs> uh, it's a nineteen twenties like country song. Oh. Like it's old. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That thing you do, but that's not that. Like it. Yeah. That, that was it, that was a, a within universe song. Yeah, I can't think of another. I wonder if there's an Elvis movie. It feels like there's possibly an Elvis movie where he's like, I wrote this song, um, Jailhouse Rock. You want to see me perform it? I'm working out the kinks now. And it's like, but that's just your song, Jailhouse Rock, that you already wrote. Okay. Is it possible the Beatles did anything like that? I haven't seen very many Beatles movies. I I think Yellow Submarine might be the only Beatles movie that I have seen Probably because Yellow Submarine was the first Beatles movie that I have had ever seen, and it scarred me. And I was like, yeah. "No, thank you to any more." Well, the like, um, okay, so there was a Hard Day's Night, which was the Beatles as the Beatles, right? She says as though she knew that already. There was barely, I, I, I mean, like it was basically them running around while the soundtrack played. Like okay. it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of like them performing. Then there was Help, which was basically, what if the Beatles were in a James Bond movie? Okay. And then sometimes there were breaks where um, they would play full songs. (laughs) Okay. And then, of course, Let It Be was a concert movie. That's actually probably the closest to 
this is something that exists and you're going to see them create it. But it wasn't like stuff that something that was already out. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at my bookshelf like there's going to be anything on it. The only movie on my bookshelf right now is Zombieland. Right. And that has uh, virtually no no music at all. <laughs> Okay. I think the closest we're going to get is Elvis and or like maybe like a Frank Sinatra movie. Like I feel oh, like that's... Britney Spears is kind of in in line with those like old heart like movie slash actors that were men. Yeah, I'm now thinking of White Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Cuz I mean he doesn't expressly write the song White Christmas, but he performs it as though it was an original song that he had written. Right. At the very at the very beginning when he's singing for the troops. Yeah. He's singing it as though it was a new original piece that he had written just for this. Right. Right. I think that's the winner. Because White Christmas was 12 years old at that point. Oh, was it when really? When the movie came out. Yeah. It really? came out in 1942. Yeah. Oh. And um, it was a Bing Crosby originally. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The version sung by Bing Crosby was... Record the first public performance was on Christmas Day, nineteen forty-one, okay. and White Christmas was nineteen fifty-four. So, but it's it was, but this isn't one where somebody else made it. You know, someone right. else recorded it, and then this was a movie that utilized right, right. A, Bing Crosby is the, the one Bing that Crosby cover. Okay, is famous for for doing. He's the one that does the 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 signature version of it. Okay. Um, and then he is also the one that performed it. Now, this is this is funny. So he also was in Holiday Inn in okay, 1942. Holiday Inn, if I'm Mark, is... I think we may have actually talked about Holiday Inn on uh, Newsies Minute. Maybe not. Holiday Inn is a Bing Crosby movie with Fred Astaire where I think they run an inn. And the movie is sectioned off into like various holidays. Weird. So like, there's like a, like Fourth of July, um, New Year's Eve, Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday, Easter, Independence Day, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and New Year's Eve. Huh. So he performed White Christmas in Holiday Inn too. Okay. And that was only a year after he first performed it. Okay. But I think you are absolutely right. I think White Christmas is the absolute answer to the question that I asked because I agree in the movie White Christmas he performs as performs it as if he is just thinking of it then yeah the only other one I can think of is Coyote Ugly okay talk to me about that it's been it's been 20 years yeah it's been a long time so she so Piper Perabo's character is a songwriter and she writes a bunch of songs that Leon Rimes recorded and released both on her own albums and as the soundtrack for Coyote Ugly, including <laughs> Can't Fight the Moonlight, which at the very end of the movie, they've got, like the movie ends with in the bar, they are celebrating, I think it's in the bar, maybe it's, maybe it is actually a Leanne Rimes concert. I can't remember again, it's been a long time. Right. But they're basically announcing Leanne Rimes, and she's singing Can't Fight the Moonlight, the song that What's Her Butt Who's character name I've forgotten, had written. So it's a song that was recorded by Leanne Rimes, probably for the movie soundtrack and the simultaneous release of her own album. Right. Because she also, there's also, um, But I Do Love You, which is a Leanne Rimes song that was written in Coyote Ugly. Right. Um, I feel like there's another one and I can't remember 
I see. What Please it, remember and the right kind of wrong. Yeah, the also. right kind of wrong. Please remember. Yeah. So these are, I, I know that, but I do love you and Can't Fight the Moonlight were written in the universe of the movie. Right. But were released as Leon Rimes singles that were also on the soundtrack and on one of her solo albums. But she is only in the movie as herself at the very end, performing the song that this character has written. So it's not quite the same. It says that because she provided the vocals for Piper Parabo's character, this means that during Rhymes' cameo, she is effectively duetting with herself. I didn't know she. Pro- I didn't know that wasn't Piper Parabo singing. Yeah, it says although Parabo was able to sing for her character, it was decided that Rhymes, owing to her soprano type voice, would provide Violet's singing voice far better for the role. Weird, so. because when I don't remember quote unquote Piper Parabo singing sounding anything like Leon Rhymes. Right. Weird. I'm going to have to rewatch Coyote Ugly. But I think we came up with a good number of options. Yeah. Um, and we have gotten a lot of recording time out of a minute <laughs> that had absolutely nothing happen. All right. That we had no so notes for. I just rec- I just edited the episode where they try and get the keys out of Ben's pants. And that's literally the only thing that happens. Uh-huh. That movie, that minute is practically action-packed. <laughs> Compared to this minute. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to say. She finishes singing, and then they kiss a little bit. Or they start to kiss. Depending on where you end the minute, they start to kiss or are about to kiss, and then that's it. Yep. Like, so. There's, um, yeah, it's a slow minute. <laughs> if you can think of another uh, movie where there's a performance in the guise of writing or creating a song... Um, ooh, oh, um, once I just saw once like a month or two ago. Um, and it's, it's basically about this guy who's played by this Irish guy, Glenn Hansard. Um, and the, 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 the movie is about, he basically meets this woman who he's a vacuum, he's a Hoover repairman and she needs her vacuum clean or vacuum or Hoover fixed. Okay. But he's also a busker. And she plays piano and sings too, so they do the they do several performances in that. The first of which is like, "Hey, let's just jam a little bit," but then they perform one of their songs. Okay. And it feels. I wonder if that was this. You know, it, it all depends on the order of the release of the song or whatever. But anyways, if you are, uh, if you can think of another movie where a mo- a song is performed, um under the guise of writing the song or creating the song, but the song already existed in the real world, let us know. And you can tweet at us at the place that Aaron is about to tell you right now. Oh, I am. It's at Crossroads underscore men. Or if you really feel like talking to us individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. And I'm at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com to find all of the wonderful shows that we have on uh-huh. this network. You can go look at pictures of all the people on the network. Um, I believe at the time of this recording, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's still going on at the time of this airing, we're going to be doing some live stream type stuff through Scavengers yep. Network. Um, some streaming and yeah, and some, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So uh, so go go to the website, check it out, see what all you can find that might be fun to partake of. 
hey, see if you can find video of Aaron and I pretending to laugh separately. Yeah. But uh, here's a little scavenger's hunt for you. There it's not you as fun go. as a pun when there's an actual show on the network called that, but... That's true. Also, go listen to Scavenger's Hunt because it's yeah. a really fun show. <laughs> it is a super fun show. And we'll also be doing, uh, we're planning on doing a couple of Scavenger's Hunt live episodes on the stream. Um, yep. So check those out too. I think that's it. I think that is it. Wow. Here here we are at the end of, sometimes we're surprised when it's time to do social media. Right now we're surprised that we're done. Okay. Everyone, I want you to take a moment and look at what episode number this is and prepare yourself for tomorrow. Okay. Because I think we're going to have a nice time. Aaron? Yes, James. Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.